this is what we do in our house because there are three of you and two of us Mm -hmm. and we have to make things happen welcome to life with multiple babies we are multiple we are Welcome to We Are Multiple, the podcast. Mommy's podcast is We Are Multiple. We are multiple. This is something you will not want to miss. Hope you enjoy the story. Today, we are interviewing a wonderful mama who follows us on Instagram. And I have been DMing with her and just really loving her stories about her journey um, with her pregnancy with her twins. And we got to talking about organization and prep, and she totally blew me away with her and her husband's Excel charts for what they have planned for the beginning of um, the twins' arrival and uh, the plans that they have for their uh, singleton that is already Earthside. So I am very excited to dive in with her today and hear how they came up with some of their organizational tactics and um, hear how she's feeling because she's about to give birth any day now. And I hope that you guys enjoy this. And if this whole entire idea of having Excel sheets and uh, charts and stuff makes you really excited and it's something that you would like to have for yourself um, and you're pregnant, please do reach out to us because I myself have a variety of different Um, sheets that I can share and I know that Tina would love to share hers as well and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode and leave us a message if you have any questions okay my name is Tina Tina Sherman Um, I am 36 years old I live in Southern California South Orange County Um, moved here from Colorado with my husband like nine-ish years ago, eight, nine years ago, and pr- pregnant with twins, very, very pregnant with twins, 36 weeks today. They could, I could go into labor after this, after we talk, who knows? No. <laughs> um, and I'm j- I don't have a job right now. Well, I, I do have a full-time job right now, full-time stay-at-home mom. Uh, right before COVID, I was teaching yoga, still stay-at-home mom, and um, I actually did some social media stuff for an advertising agency who I used to work for. So mm-hmm. I feel you on the creative side. I've been around people who, who do all of that. Um, and just trying to stay sane yep. during COVID and yeah. being pregnant and not being able to go far and being hot. It's so hot outside. It is so hot. I can't. Like an even... oven. I know. You know how like you step outside and it's like someone's just going in your face. It's like 10 times worse being pregnant, but yeah. But yeah I, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. I've just, I, I don't have any hobbies right now. My hobbies are growing these twins. Girl, it's a full time <laughs> job in itself, right? Like it really is. It, it really is. is. So tell me how old is your, is it, you have a daughter or a son? I have a son. He will be three in November. So he's a little over two and a half. And um, when, how did you find out that you were pregnant with twins? Oh, so this, my nose gets sweaty. This, um, so my husband and I are super planners, super planners. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he's in his master's program right now at USC. Uh, he'll, he will start his second and final year in like a week or two. And we kind of been planning on having a second child and we, we figured, you know, let's kind of wait till you're done with your master's program. Let's let things settle. It can be <clears throat> full family dad with mom because it's every other weekend. He's basically not available. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> so PC, but. It was one time. Sorry, <laughs> thanks. All it takes, you know, and and with my first son or with my son, you know, we, we had tried for like six, seven months and it took a while to get pregnant. And so this one time it was Christmas, you know, we were feeling the holiday jingle and uh, 
literally days after I told him, I said, I know I'm pregnant. And he said, no, you're not. I said, no, I know I'm pregnant. And New Year's, we were toasting champagne at our dinner table. We had his parents in town. And I just, I did not want to have any champagne. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. This kind of grosses me out. Um, and then at six and a half weeks, I had some slight bleeding, hemorrhaging, which kind of is normal um, in the beginning because of implantation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was, it was like red. My husband and my, my mother lives with us. They're like, you should go to the doctor. This just doesn't seem normal. So I go to urgent care. They're like, we don't have the proper ultrasound equipment here. You need to go to the ER. And then I thought, ugh, like this is it. It's going to be a miscarriage. So I'm in the ER, you know, in the room thinking like, okay, this is going to happen one of two ways. I'm going to leave with a baby or I'm going to leave without a baby. And I just kind of was open to it. Like it just Mm -hmm. wasn't the right time because it just wasn't the right time. Go in, they do the ultrasound check, you know, <laughs> and I, I don't know what I can say on here. Oh, you can say whatever you, you can, want. You, you guys, can, you guys can edit. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> they do the ultrasound. You know, there are two technicians. The one's a male, one's a female, and the you know, she apparently had said something to me, and used the the word babies, but I didn't catch on to it because I was so tense. Uh, you know, it's just like having someone probe me and. So I'm in the room waiting for the doctor. The doctor comes in and he's like, good news is, is you're fine. Um, and it's a twin pregnancy. <laughs> and literally my eyes start watering and I say, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, this isn't funny. Like <laughs> did, I, I, I asked, did my husband call in to have you say this? Because this is not funny. He's not going to believe me. <laughs> and he was like, no. And he turns the, his screen and shows me. I took a picture of the screen, the two sacks. And I was like, I just started crying. So I was like, this, this isn't possible. Um, so then I called my husband and I was like, well, I have good news. And I have, there's good news and bad news. <laughs> because backstory for years and years we had joked around about having twins joked and this may make me sound like a terrible person but we would always say if we have twins we keep the strongest one we, we you know and you yeah. know just all jokes aside yeah all yeah. jokes aside and um and i called him and he was i he, uh, what did I say? I said, the, I have good news and bad news. And I said, um, I'm okay. And the babies are okay. <laughs> he was like, what? Excuse me? He goes, this, this isn't funny. And I said, I know I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm in shock. And so I sent him the, the picture, the screenshot that I had taken of the computer and he was in his pajamas and he's like, hold on, I got to sit down. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm starting, I'm starting to sweat. And then, and then he, we're FaceTiming and then uh, he's like, oh, I got to get some wine. So he like pours himself a glass of wine. He's like, I, I have to call my mom. He's already my best friend. He's like, <laughs> to this day still, he's like, that one time. I'm like, I know, the one time. It's all, all it takes is one time. Literally, we have a very similar story of how we got pregnant with twins as well. So I completely can sympathize and understand because it does not take much. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and then like he came around to it and he's like, we were just meant to have a big family. Like we were just supposed to have a lot of kids and we're just it's going to be crazy. But we're just, we're just going to have a big family. And he's like, but no more babies after this. I told him the other day, I was like, we make such cute babies. He's like, yeah, but no more. Yeah, because no you more. know that you know that now your chances are like quadrupled of having pet twins again. Just so you know. I did not know that. Oh yeah. So literally your chances are like it's like significantly higher of having another set. I didn't know I've, that. Afterwards. I've heard of women having like a set of twins and then they she gets pregnant again and it's another set of twins. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that has, she has identical twin girls and boys. 
just you had four, four under four. <laughs> so that's I don't like know how people do it. I don't know how people do it either, but it was like one of the best advice that was given to me from another um, parent with multiple children. And I think she had two sets. She's like, you always just have to think about like the one person who has more kids than you when you are overwhelmed and just remember that. And like, it has been such an anchor for me in like the years of like being like, okay, no, like Betsy, my partner, right? My, my business partner, she had, so she had two boys and they tried for a third and the boys were five and two and she had spontaneous natural triplets. Were they, what are two of them identical? No, so they're all fraternal. So she ovulated three times and her husband hit what mm -hmm. three what are the chances of ovulating three times well i i don't know the statistics exactly but That's i do amazing know, yeah that like over 35 your chances like actually increase significantly because your body's trying to get you pregnant so i was 36 <laughs> i was 35 Yep. So it's just like, it's kind of a thing, you know, that happens, but it's wild. So then Betsy was always like my, like when I would have hard times and the twins were newborns, I was like, dude, Betsy had a four-year-old, a two-year-old and three newborns by her, like doing it. <laughs> I, so I met a mom with my singleton. She had twins and she was just like this rock star. She would show up to the park, to the gymnastics, to these mom group things mm -hmm. just like doing it with two babies by herself and she didn't have any help and I would always tell her like you were such a beast how are you doing this she's like well it's all I know it's true they were her they were her only babies and I was like man and then when I found out I was having twins I immediately reached out to her I was like oh my <laughs> gosh you have to give me all your tips and tricks and everything you bought that you need because yeah how are you going to, how, how did you do it? She's like, oh, you're going to be great. I'm like, no, but really I need your help. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that like you need help. And like, that's like where I'm so happy to hear that one that you guys are planners because a lot of it is like logistical prep and forward thinking. Right. So it becomes like a paradigm shift of like, not just like, oh, we have one baby and we get to carry the baby around and go places. It's like, okay, no my house is laid out this way and we don't have a garage and we don't have a driveway. So how do I get from the house to the car? Like you have to start, start thinking in a very much more like logistical way. And you are going to be under babies for a while, but then it does shift. And then there's things that do get easier and that do like get a little bit more complicated, but it is this like forward mindset that is like super, super important. So that's why I was so excited when I saw your sheets and like the thinking that you guys have already done, because you have to do that thinking and then also just be willing to pivot on a dime, right? At the same time. Yes. So it's this yeah. like looseness, but also with like forward thought, that is really, I think what makes the difference between being successful and not feeling like you're drowning, right? And like, you're still gonna feel in moments that you're drowning because it's like unavoidable at times, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it is the mentality of like, okay, I'm just doing it. Like, there's no, like, I feel like when you become a twin parent, you go from like, for me, it was my first pregnancy, first babies. And I immediately became like a fourth round parent, you know, like I would see moms like with their like pacifier wipes at baby support groups, you know, and like cleaning their pacifiers. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> like what? Like I have zero time for that. Right. Just wipe it on your shirt. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And it's like that kind of mindset that I can feel from you that you're going to be fine. Right. Because it's just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Like, and if I can't do it, then there's people that I can reach out to to figure it out somehow. Right. Yeah. And asking for help is the big thing. And like looking it's at the first, huge, it's huge. It's huge. And like, you will be so surprised of how many people will say yes. And how many people will be wanting to help? One is like the curiosity, right? Of like twins. But two is like, it's something that like, it's out of the norm. So people get that, like, you need help. I have two women that are part of my yoga community here who literally like signed up for meal train slots to come over and help. One of them now still picks my kids up from school on Friday. Like, she lives right next to them. So that she's like grandma away from grandma, you know? And they originally started coming because they knew how important yoga was for me. So they were like, 
Melinda was like, I'll take the Wednesday slot with Joanne and I'll teach Joanne how to like take care of the babies. And then when Joanne feels better, she can take the Friday slot. And then that way you can go to Lauren's class at noon on Wednesdays and Fridays. And like, it was such a gift. right? And they were just women who were in my class. You know, one happened to be a twin mom with twins who are 30, you know, so they became our grandmas away from grandmas because our parents aren't here, you know? So like, I always really like suggest that people just open up like their network, you know, and see who will say yes. And you'll be so surprised. And with a little bit of proper prep, like putting a list on the fridge of like, here are the five Mm -hmm. things to do when you come through the door and then come and find me and ask me what I need, you know, like prepping your meal train so that like it has foods that you want to have delivered or ordered or that kind of stuff. So it's less questioning on you in like Mm -hmm. the first couple months is super helpful. And then turning some of those meal train slots into like support help, you know, and it's like making it clear. It's like, it's not social socialization. It's coming over to like vacuum the house, do a load of laundry, hold a baby. And then let you me know, sleep, let, let me shower. Yeah. You know, all those things. And like, we set that up and my husband thought I was crazy. Right. When I, we were pregnant. Cause he was like, this is insane. Like you're doing all of this work. And I was like, well, we have to, you know, and then we were in it and he was like, thank you so <laughs> much, <laughs> you know, but like it set us up and like, I'm sure you guys have had these conversations where we sat down and it was like, okay, you're going to be working. I'm taking time off. The bill still has to be paid. Who's the stronger person and all of these different things that need to happen to make our life function, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm still going to do the bills. I'm still going to be the one who's managing the finances you're going to take on this part. And then we kind of like assess like our strengths and weaknesses as a couple and then planned accordingly off of that. And then it was like, okay, sleep is really important for him and for me. So we're like, I worked my butt off my whole pregnancy to save money for a night doula, you know? And he thought that was crazy. And then she came the first night and he was like, mind blown. Right. And like the silver lining was like, I had a woman that felt like my mom that was here, you know, and I had someone help me train them. And like when I started supplementing, like helped me figure out bottle feeding and then she loved to cook. So we had blue apron meals. So she would cook in the middle of the night. And like, I would wake up and the laundry would be done. I would have slept and the babies like were good. And I had food in the fridge and she was amazing. It was like worth, she, she had to fire herself because the kids were finally sleeping, like except for one feed. And she's like, Agatha, you don't need me anymore. And I was like, please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> she's like, Stay forever. Stay forever. You know? But it was all of those things that in our pregnancy, we really talked about and got like super real about of like, we're not going to co-sleep, like having those conversations so that like once we were in the shit, we weren't fighting about it and arguing about ideology. So I'm curious to hear like how deep you guys have gone. And then obviously I can see the logistics, right? Like the sheets are rad, you know, but that's like my biggest curiosity is like, how does that feel for you right now in all of that? We, well, I feel like we have a slight advantage because we already went through this with one kid. Yeah. And so we kind of knew going from that, like for some reason, maybe he was just an easy baby, but he, we were able to, I didn't do co-sleeping. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm terrified. I'm going to roll over him. Actually, I'm terrified my husband's going to roll over him because my husband sleeps like a log. So I just had him sleep in a bassinet next to me. And just at the three-month mark, we just so happened to be going to Mammoth. Mm-hmm. And we we had to pack in our room. And because he was sleeping in a room, I was like, well, I'll just put him in his room for mm-hmm. the night. And from then on, he just slept in his room. And just- it was this smooth transition. So I it's little things like that where I'm like, I don't want – the twins to sleep in our room forever because the way we have it set up now because we're such planners we have the bassinets in there my husband's going to help we ordered a couch oh that's my room because i can't i'm planning on tandem breastfeeding and i know i can't fit two babies on a a glider or rocker so my husband calls it the breastfeeding couch Mm -hmm. and for a week or two he'll be in there with me helping them through the night and then he's going to transfer out and yeah. my mom is going to transfer in oh, that's because awesome. he needs to sleep. But we've started to do some logistics like that where mm-hmm. we just know like yep. eventually things are going to change and we're going to have to change with it. Yeah. But we've, we, we also established kind of early on um, 
And some things like just fell naturally into our rules where he's like, I want to handle finances. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. And he's also going to get his master's and he's deep in the rabbit hole of money and numbers and loves that Mm -hmm. and thrives with it. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, you go there. I will do household stuff, Mm -hmm. which has kind of been weird how we've fallen into the typical, you know, like husband and wife roles, but we've, we still uh, communicate thoroughly about. Yeah. And that's the most important because you're about to like, you're about to enter a stage of like hyper communication, you know, like it's, and it's so important, especially with three kids of like just coming home and like allowing the space for like you to tell him of like, what's been hard, easy, fun, or laughable. And then for him to be able to respond to that and like hold that space. Like we call them after action reports at the end of the day. Cause my husband was a Marine, <laughs> you know? Awesome. Yeah. So like we sit down. Yeah. After action reports and they're great. Cause it's like, once they're in bed and we're settled and we sit down and we have a conversation as adults first. Right. Cause like our rule is like partners first, parents second. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have a conversation about like how we are as individuals and like how the day has been. And then we're like, okay, let's do a debrief. Like what worked today? What didn't, who had a fit about what, like, you know, what were the wins? And it kind of like clears the slate for everyone, you know? And we did it a lot in the beginning because in the beginning I would have them all day, you know, and I'd come home and he'd come home and I'd be like, (sighs) you know, and I'd like, right and then like let it get it out and then he could hear at least what was happening and then offer support but then also just like have an understanding of like the cadence of the day and like Mm -hmm. small wins of like I made it to the grocery store and no one lost their minds including myself you know (laughs) which is like a huge win like I still viscerally remember the first day he left for work and I was like looking down at these two babies in my bed and I was like he's just walking out the door. Like, I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And it felt so far away, you know? And then it happens. Like, but I had to like put my mind to it. Right. So it was like, get up every day, shower before they wake up, breastfeed, then put them in the bassinet, go for a walk, you know? Mm found a breastfeeding support group. And I was like, okay, at my doctor's office, I was like, that's going to be my first in the car experience, you know, like load them up myself, take them, you know, and it was great. Cause then I got there. I knew if I got there, there was like women there that were going to like take a baby, you know, if I got there, <laughs> mess, you know, that like it was a bunch of moms with newborns and women there meant to support us, you know? So I was like, all I got to do is just get there. Even if I'm a hot mess, you know? But those were like the little like milestones that I put in place for myself mm-hmm. to like feel like I had wins and ways to like expand my world slowly and get used to like getting out with them, you know. And from there, it was like from some of those women, like we went to lunch for the first time, you know, with our babies. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm out in public with these two babies and I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. You I know, haven't thought about those things getting I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> my somebody called my yeah. husband's. I'm using his iPad and somebody called and it I'm back. But I haven't thought about those things with like getting out in public. I've just thought about like how are things gonna run at home? But that is really interesting to think. I've thought about like how to like let's say we go out somewhere and I have them in the car with me, like what do I bring in first? Mm, yeah. Baby. Yeah. Steps. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Right? And that's so much of what I want to package. So we're going to start building these like digital courses that basically like will be in three month increments. So like zero months to three months will be like all of those things of like tactical execution of like, how do I get from the front door into the car? You know, like stuff like that, you know, so I can help you with that. So you just call me and I got you. <laughs> those are things that, but we thought we definitely thought of big picture, like, how does a di- how does a week look mm-hmm. with us juggling three kids? And mm-hmm. we're fortunate we have help, but eventually we won't have help. Mm-hmm. And like he, my husband's like, we just have to do it. Like we just have to like be in it, and like we're a team, mm-hmm. and we have to get through this together. And he's like, I need you to just like just write out the schedule, 
And mm-hmm. so I couldn't even like wrap my mind around a schedule. Cause I was like, this is, this is just how we're going to live every single day. Like we need to have goals mm-hmm. that we're working yeah. towards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, okay, what are my goals? Like mm-hmm. I can't just be mom mm-hmm. for the next yeah. year. <clears throat> like how, how am I going to thrive? Okay. then how's my husband going to thrive? Yeah. And then I was like, well, wait, how are we going to thrive? Cause we need date nights. I don't yep. want to go a year without going on a date. Like even if it's 30 100%. minutes, like we need to schedule time. And then how are we going to support our son? How are we going to support our son? Like just the three of us. Mm-hmm. And then as a family of five. So I just, I took that. And then I was like, okay, like if we can within like our, or expanding outside of our daily routine, if like on the weekends we can just commit to this time of to each other, to ourselves with our son, then we can achieve these goals and feel like we're still progressing and supporting each other as a family. It was so important. It felt good to like get that out and be like, okay, we're going to work on collectively these things for the next year. And they're small, like going out on a date once a month is really small, but it's big. It's huge. It's like, it's the little things in the first year are monumental. And like, I'm like, you don't even understand how happy this makes me to hear that you guys have thought about it this way, because it literally, like when I look back now, you know, four and a half years and I look at all that work, because we did the same thing. It was like, okay, what's important? You know, Nick needed to surf. And like, it's not because he's like a surfer bra, but like, it is his like, it is his mental thing. Right. And I was like, I need to like, I need to practice yoga. I need to like move my body, you know? So once I'm cleared, like, what does that look like? And it was kind of organized our lives on like what was going to make us happy individually and thrive so that we could thrive together as a couple so that we could be good parents. And I look at it now and like that cadence of that first year is the foundation of everything that we have right now, four and a half years later, you know, and like, there's like dip, there's rivers and there's, you know, there's mountains to climb in it all. But like my kids still poop 15 minutes apart from each other. <laughs> like it, that is crazy. Awesome. They're four and a half. And like one will be like, mama, I got to poop. And the other one's like, mama, I got to poop. And I'm like, wow. Like I put a schedule into place at newborn land and it is still happening right now you know amazing so it's really cool in that sense because you are building the foundation of your new life and Mm -hmm. it is like it is the small things that really compound into really big things and it is what is going to like really allow you guys to have a good strong foundation so fuck yeah (laughs) we're excited scared shitless Totally. But excited. I mean, we are such scheduled people. Um, I also used to be a first grade teacher, so I'm all about schedule and kids with schedule. I bought my son this magnet thing. He reviews it with my husband every night because now my husband does bath and bed and he reads all the magnets. And he used to be like anti brushing his teeth, like no brush teeth, no brush teeth, no floss. He reads his schedule, goes through it all. And when they get to that, he's like, oh, let's go. And he just gets up, walks to the bathroom and does, and he's only two. Yeah, that's amazing. He just thrives off of it and loves that. And so I'm hoping to instill the same sense of organization. And like, this is what we do in our house because there are three of you and two mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. and we have to make things happen. Yep. Yeah. And, and you will. And it's like, there'll be moments where it'll be challenging. Like two and three years old was hard for us because our kids were so smart and didn't have the cognitive awareness of communication. So there was just a lot of screaming, you know, and we've had that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you, it's the great thing is you already know, right? So like you're prepared for that. Right. And then three happens and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Cause then it was like negotiation station. I was like, I'll negotiate all day. Like, come on, bring it on, <laughs> you know? And like four now has bring like the, if not when like cognitive conversation of like their understanding, if they do something, then they may get something, you know? So it's like a daily science experiment. And like when you can find like the observational magic in it it's really cool you know and so I think you guys are gonna do great you know you're gonna be awesome I just I think yeah the beginning phase I'm like I don't remember how to I don't remember how to hold a baby mm-hmm. yeah it's been a while somebody asked me recently and she was like oh do you want to hold my baby like one of my neighbors and I was like um no <laughs> I'll just wait till mine are born and then I'll hold mine 
I don't feel comfortable with it yet. So the difference that you'll you'll experience between I think having one and having two is when you have two, you also start to realize when they're newborns that they're actually a lot more robust than you than you think that they are, right? So like there is not there's a little bit more of like I don't want to say rough housing because that's not the right word, but like there's a bit more of like direct movement that you do with twins, you know, because everything has to kind of happen in like um in a sequential order, right? So like your tandem feeding, um, you have them both on the breasts, on the breast friends, right? And then what I would set up two different boppies on either side of me, right? That's what so, I have. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Because then one would always finish sooner, right? So then I would lift one up and I would literally just do this, right? And burp him with one hand while I was like supporting the other one. And then like with him in my hand like this, put him down, right? <laughs> and then put a bottle in his mouth, you know? And then the other one, and I would do the same thing. And then when they would finish both at the same time, I remember I was so proud of this. And you'll do this. So like, you'll pick them both up, and then you just go like this. And, you <laughs> and then you move like this, and you go like that, you know? And then I remember doing it and being like, if I had one, I would probably be so much more, like, fragile and delicate. But I can't because there's two of you. So we're going to do this together. And, like, I have to, like, be somewhat, like, determined with my motions to protect you both, you know? And... It worked, you know, and, and it's all they know. And that's all they know. And they are like, they still function that way, you know, where I'm like, okay, if I say it one more time, that's it, you know, and then they just go, you know. So there is this like, with the rigidity comes a lot of um, really easy ways to make decisions, you know, because there's no way to kind of like fall down a slippery slope because it's like, no, you're you're three months old, you're not napping in your car seats anymore. We're going home and nap time is happening twice a day at home in your beds, you know? And like, I loved that because it was like the rigidity of the schedule gave freedom for me within that space, you know, where it was like morning nap is going to be for me to work. And then afternoon nap is going to be like, get on my mat, practice for 30 minutes and then Netflix and chill, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Zone out. Totally. Cause it's so important to like do all those things as mom, you know, and as a woman and like find those spaces, you know, it was like last Thursday, I worked for 14 hours so that Friday I could take him to school, go to the grocery store, pick up food, come home, pour a glass of rosé and read my book in the backyard till I picked him up. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to have a beer. I just really want an ice cold beer. I, I told my mother-in-law who's staying with us, I was like, my, the first meal that you make when I come home from the hospital, I don't care what it is. I just want an ice cold blue moon with an orange wedge. Yep. Yep. And drink it. And the best time to drink it is when you're breastfeeding. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Because by the time the cycle goes through, the beer's already moved through your body. So it's not in your breast milk. So I would always have a glass of wine when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But having, having uh, my husband's mom here has been a huge help. Yeah. Uh, it unfortunately came with like not the best circumstances, but yes, but, but it's right. It's like, huge. I think that like the, the community and the family aspect, like immediately grows larger when you have multiples and you have a singleton, right? Because everyone realizes that like the tremendous amount of support is going to have to be applied in order for everyone to thrive, you know, and then everyone automatically gets a role and understands like their importance and their usefulness, you know, and it, it, it it's a really beautiful thing, you know, so it's very humbling. Yeah. And it makes I feel like everybody. Yeah, like you said, kind of understand their role. And I feel like it's almost connected us more because we realize we can't do this alone. Yeah, like and all the pieces have to work together, you know, mm hmm. It's insane. It's well, I'm so excited for you. I think you guys are going to do fantastic. And like, literally, please, like, I am on one, I'm on 24 seven tech support to you. So <laughs> thank you. Yes, I will probably reach out like after they're born and be like, how did you do the whole sleep thing? Because I've read some sleep books. Yeah, on it. I wrote them down. And they're similar to like a singleton. But it's different. It's I'll just going to be you're just going to I'm going to have two. Yeah. And it's There's a woman's book who's fantastic. She's actually sleep trains thousands and thousands of multiples. Um, her book is on audio, um, on Audible. So I would listen to it when I was walking. And this was like the first eight weeks I didn't do anything. I just. Yeah. But then like the one thing you will do is that 
when one wakes up, wake up the other. And feed I them. plan on doing that. Good. Because that, if you do nothing else for the first three months, then just keep them on the, on their feeding schedule together. That is honestly the most important thing is like sleeping and eating at the same time is like, if, if that cadence falls off, it just cascades into like, it, it's hard. It's, it gets really, really hard. So like, if you just think about that for the first eight weeks and nothing else, and then when you're ready, I'll send you her audiobook. But I listened to it before I started sleep training when I was walking because I was like, okay, I can just kind of like get into this and start thinking about it. And she has some advice for like what to do with newborns and how to kind of like stack up their feeds so that you're getting enough food and then you can try to get them the three hours in between feeds longer. So all of that was actually really helpful to listen to. I mean, you could listen to it now, you know, even. So I'll send it to you because um, that I really liked. And I ended up doing a little bit of a combination of her along with the Ferber method because mm -hmm. she comes in and out a little bit more than my kids would get really mad when I would do it. So at a certain point when they were a little bit older, it was like I just couldn't go in there. You know, it was either, either my husband did or... I would go in once and then that was it because my daughter would just get more and more pissed the more I would come in. <laughs> Give me the milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that too. It was like they smelled me, you know, and I was convinced that that wasn't helping either, you know, but like for the first eight weeks, like just, just feed them at the same time. Yeah. Them at the same That's time. what I've heard from lots of people. Get and them on the same eating. Just get them on the same eating schedule. And like, if you have any problems with breastfeeding, like you're not far away from me. I'm in Encinitas. I have like amazing support people for, for breastfeeding. And like my mantra was like, I remember day one, like at the hospital, they're like, well, just make sure one can latch first and then the other, and then you can try tandem feeding. And I was like, no, like I looked down at him. I was like, the three of us are figuring this out together starting today. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I'm not like, no, like, and, and we did. And like, we had to syringe feed my son a little bit. And then I had to figure out how my boob worked for him. She was like, we put her on, she just ate, you know, she was easy the first three months. So him, it took some time, but we did it. And it was like, it is the most beautiful thing when you can get to that point and do it. And then I got my period at three months and they cut my supply in half. So then I had to supplement. So like, fed is best and whatever works is, is, is going to be what's going to be the best. Um, but I can offer a lot of support for you and a lot of like really great people that can do some virtual stuff with you, um, as well, just to like help you get to that point, but use the lactation consultants in the hospital. Like I stayed for the full four days, basically just to be able to like have the bed post C-section because it was super comfortable and I was able to like get myself up. Um, and that support was really helpful too. So, yeah, yeah. When, uh, with my son, I, uh, breastfed him 13 months. My mm -hmm. goal was a year. Mm -hmm. And then when I found that I was pregnant, I was like, Oh, I'll just aim for another year. And then I found out I was twins yeah. and I thought, you know what? They just need to get fed mm -hmm. because there are two of them. So yeah. my, my thinking has shifted a little bit because I know that there's a, you know, there's a chance I might not be able to yeah, fed is best, like in any way. And like mine breastfed till nine months. I and like my girlfriend Lacey, who that's see, amazing. Yeah. We made it till nine months and but I started feeding them solids at four. So they kind of like totally self-weaned at nine months because they were like, just give us the food. Like <laughs> Because they were, you know, they had their goat milk formula, they had food, they had me and like, they were just like, yeah, we're, I think we're good, you know, and but like Lacey, who you, you'll follow and I'll put you in touch with her because she has a singleton and had twins just the same. I know she yeah. used to work at Core Power and yeah, yeah. down here and yeah. I totally know her. She's amazing. So Lacey, like literally the twins are 13 months and she's still breastfeeding them. So it's totally possible, you know, that's like, incredible. It just depends on, you know, and how it goes, but she'll be a great resource for you. And she's like totally part of our mom squad for we are multiples because she's literally like her daughter was two. She got pregnant, had the twins. Like she's in that same exact zone as you. So she's yeah. awesome. Did you go full term with your twins? I went to 38 weeks and six days. Wow. Yeah. So um, past full, I mean, full term is 37. 
Yeah. So I was a week past. And then the only reason why, so my doctor, I didn't want to schedule a C-section and he was fine with that. As long as everyone stayed healthy, I was like, I'm going to make it to 40 weeks. I kind of just felt that my kids were going to be fine. And we went in for our third non-stress test and his heart was like doing these like little, just tiny little dips, but they were kind of consistent. Um, she was breached in a full split. So there was no naturally birthing that she just wouldn't get her shit together <laughs> ever. No, mom. So She's just like, Hey world, here I am. <laughs> Um, so the combination of that, they monitored me a little bit longer that day. And then they took my blood just in case they were going to admit me for just to monitor me more. And my platelets were diving. So he was just like, after the ultrasound, like Wes had enough room, Eva didn't have enough room. And it like his heart rate was indicating that it should have been the opposite. And then with my blood, he was like, dude, I love you, but we're going to have babies today. So, yeah. And, but they were six pounds, two ounces each. And like, all I wanted was no NICU. I was like, no one separated. We all go upstairs together. That was my birth plan. Literally. I was like, what's your birth plan? I'm like, we don't get separated. That's it. No, I'm, I've told my husband, I'm like, I just want to leave the hospital with my babies. Yeah. And, and you may not, you know, like, I, yeah. I think with twins, like the mental preparation that I can give you for like the next two weeks is like, mentally prepare for the birth that you don't want and then just be okay with whatever happens you know because it it could be great you know like i did go home with both of them and none of us got separated i had a a nurse really fight to keep my son in and not take them to the nicu and they kept us in labor and delivery until we could get his blood sugar up and he did it by 2 a.m and then we were able to go upstairs together you know so like advocate for what you want use your voice and like just listen to your gut like that is like the biggest advice that i can give you you know and just like be able to speak up because you've got to do it with two because you kind of think that the medical world is going to be able to like give you an informed opinion on like what you should be doing because there's two babies but a lot of the times they are just as new to it as, as you are, you know? So I was like, don't separate them, keep them together. Like I just fought for those things and, and we were lucky, you know, like they tried to like have me sleep them in separate bassinets when we went upstairs. And I was like, uh-uh. no, put them together together. Like you do not separate them. Like this is all that they know. They're, they're co-regulating off each other all the time, you know? So you know, that's like the stuff like that, that just like, listen to your mother's intuition and to your gut and it'll tell you, you know? And I think that was like, I still to this day will be like, okay, nope. Like something's telling me and it's usually right. You know, I think that t- intuition goes a really, really long way. And do you know if you're a girl or are you waiting? One of each. <laughs> One of each. One of each is the best. I'm biased. I- I um so it's funny is that right before I got pregnant with my son I was at my hairstylist and she's very she's into like palm reading and crystals and um I mean I'm I'm open to it but I she's like really into it and she's like I can read your palm I was like sure tell me and she knew I'd been trying to get pregnant and she was like you're gonna get pregnant within three months which happened and she was like you're gonna have two boys and they're going to be about two years 10 months apart so when by the time they're born they will the the twins will be like two years nine months apart from my firstborn and she at the time she was like I see a girl in this picture but I don't know how Mm -hmm. and I was at the time I was like how would we because I talked to my husband about adopting and he's like, I'd rather us have our own kids. And I was always very open to adopting. And I was like, maybe that's what she saw. Maybe she saw a girl dog. Mm-hmm. So we have a boy dog. And I was like, maybe, maybe like if I'm surrounded by boys, I at least get a girl dog. And then when we found out it was twins, I was like, this is it. Like this was the girl that she was seeing, mm-hmm. but it was just in twin form. Yeah. I told her and she was like, what? I don't remember telling you this, but I was like, everything has happened like down to the T and it's kind of creepy. That's amazing. 
It's amazing. It's great. I love having boy girl because you'll see as they get older, like they have this wonderful bond with each other, but because they are their own gender, they really just get to be their own people, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I send them off to school, it's like this woman today was like, Oh, they're twins. I had no idea. You know, like they're just, but they have each other's back in that really beautiful way. And it's just really, it's really, really cool. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Are they, if I can ask, are they in the same classroom? They're in the same classroom for right now. I'm keeping them in the same classroom for this year. And I'm going to kind of do it on a case by case basis. Like we evaluate it after every year of preschool and they're really independent. They're very different. So they like, while they co-regulate off each other and support each other, they're also just like really good. They actually are like taking care of all the other kids in their class more than they're taking care of each other. You know, it's kind of how they are. And as long as that continues and like, I feel like they can have their own independence. I'm going to keep them together um, until, awesome. yeah, until they, you know, but I mean, like, but it's also because of that boy girl thing, you know, like I really think it's because, and we've in, instant like instituted, like probably since they were like two years old, like, we're really good about like once a week, this was like another milestone goal for us, right? It was like, okay, now we need to start doing stuff with them independently and like, and every week doing it with the other kid, mm -hmm. right? So like yesterday I took her on a play date, he took him, next week I'll take him, he'll take her, you know? So, and we try to do that pretty consistently so that they get one-on-one -on -one time with each parent, which really makes a difference in their attitude and their, um, their mood. It's really, really interesting. And then they get along better. So, and then we get to kind of see them because then they're totally different when they're apart from each other, like totally different. It's really wild. So you get to like see a little bit more of their subtlety of their personality, but it's like a daily science experiment. It really is. <laughs> That's very cool. That's it's awesome. really good. Yeah. You're, you're I, hope, I hope you, if you guys do in the future, make that a topic. Yeah. Like, oh, um, oh, we're going to do it. So basically, the, the business goal sure is like, yeah, we're going to do pregnancy first and then first year. And once I have a good rubric for the courses building out from there, then the plan is to do year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. So, like, year four and year five will really focus on like, all of the schooling, right? Because all of that stuff comes up really fast into play of like, together, do you separate them? Like, how do you really like encourage different learnings? Cause like I have to discipline them very differently because they're very different. They learn completely differently from each other. So from an education standpoint, like the older they get, the actually more complicated some of the subtleties become. So the goal is to build a business that really allows like parents to grow with the program so that we can all kind of support each other through the years. So that's the goal. So by the time your kids are getting to that point, I will have it built. <laughs> that is amazing. Also potty training, please include potty training. Yeah. Yes. Potty because I do not look forward to that at yeah. all. It's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, one was having the girl, my daughter, she was so interested in it by like a year and a half. Like we couldn't pee with the door closed. Like you had someone in between your legs in my house for like from a year and a half to two and a half. Everyone's like, they were like, what's happening down there? Like anyone, <laughs> nanny, anyone that came over, I was like, yo, you can't lock the door because they're just going to see like pee coming out of the pee pee and the vagina and the poop and like, and it worked. And then we just kept them out of diapers on the weekends. And then she just started doing it. And then That's he, amazing. yeah. And then he kind of got on board and then M&Ms, I bribed and it worked. <laughs> I decided to potty train during COVID. So I was like, well, we have nowhere else to go. Might as well just be naked at home. Exactly. Mistake though, to do it while pregnant because <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, I can't have wine to drink this day away. <laughs> he I mean there was there's some pretty funny stories but it's it's been a while in the making but finally we have him like telling us yeah and every boys, time no but like we're going and, on like three four months yeah and the boys take a lot a while like the boys take longer he was my son was great about peeing but then he would literally with the poop he would like be fine all day, pee in the toilet, and then he would literally go into his room, find a pull-up, put his pull-up on, and poop, and then come and tell me. 
and it was maddening. And like my, we work with a great therapist and she was like, listen, he is going through the steps and yes, it's maddening for you, but he's actually doing it. He's just not doing it on the toilet. So like, this is a good thing. You just gotta like, you know, get there. And then that's when I instituted the M&Ms of like, okay, for every time you poop on the toilet, you get two M&Ms. And then it started, you know, and it started to like really kind of click for him. And now, but still four and a half, like it's hysterical. You'll be in somewhere in the house and you'll hear, mama, I'll be like, what's up? I'm pooping on the toilet. I'm like, good for you, buddy. You need some help? No, I'm good. Do you need a wipe? No, I got it. Oh, I can't wait for those days. <laughs> They're going to come. They're going to come. Oh. Every stage, you're going to miss something about the stage before. You know? know. So just know. enjoy it. And like in the meantime, know that you're not alone. So you've got of, of people around to like help support you because moms with singletons just don't really quite get it. So no, <laughs> I don't get it yet, but I will soon. Yeah. You will. You will soon. It's kind of, I feel like it's like when you get something new or I, I don't have a yellow car, but like if you were to buy a yellow car and then all of a sudden you, you start noticing more yellow cars. Absolutely. Like I was at the playground before COVID and I noticed three other sets of twins. Yep. I was like, am I just noticing it more because I'm pregnant with twins or is this a twin heavy community or is it just, it's pretty right there i feel like there are so many more cases of multiples yep it is it's happening i think it is a combination of all those things right it is the red car yellow car syndrome and i do think that like people are having kids later people are doing more ibf and it's just leading to to multiples you know so but Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I would love it. I mean, obviously not with the personal information in, in them, but if you guys would be willing to share some of your templates, if like some of the people in the community are interested, um, I can totally forward it. I think it would be so cool because like I have my own, but I'd love to like offer like a different, like, cause everyone's got their own way of brain working, you know? So I think it would be really, really cool. So when I promote this, we can, we can add that as like a little ad of like, if you're interested in the, um, in the forms, we can send them over. Cause I think that like, just like you said, to like have a rubric to work into and then be able to then set goals around that is like, is everything. So I had also looked for it and all I could find on the internet and Pinterest was just the baby schedule. And I was like, well, that's fine for the baby. But what about me? I need a schedule. My husband, like, th- we're just catering to the babies. Like, we need help. Yep. So we can help yep. the babies. Yep. And I was like, well, I guess I just got to make it on my own and just time slot it, fill it in. Yeah. I just took great. a long time. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> but it's great. And then print it out and put it up on the wall, you know, like, and then that way it's there for you to look at. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Agatha. It was so nice to meet you virtually. Yes, virtually. And we'll see each other in, in person soon, I hope. One day. We go to Encinitas, well, right now, not really ever, but yeah. a few times a year. Yeah. Well, we have friends down there. When the babies show up, if you need any help, I'm totally willing to come up and like come and spend some time with you and like help you when they're here. So I'll wear a mask, I'll wash my hands, like totally down to come in like triage and support in any way that I can. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Don't worry, you'll see them. You'll see them soon. I know. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Please join us next time. It's always interesting. You have a good rest of your Friday and happy weekend. vital that you will want to know. Not only during your pregnancy, but with your babies and beyond. And don't lose your shit. We got you. We are multiple. We are multiple. Have a good one.